0: Visit elkinsconsulting.com and schedule a one time 90 minute finder session. I have been looking forward to this for months. Um, for our listeners, today we have Leah Centauri on Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will. And I met Leah because she has a, a voice lesson called the Voice Dance Program. And my niece, who is seven years old, took a few of these lessons with Leah. And my sister fell in love with her. And when my niece decided that um, she she was good with three or four lessons and she was done, you know, because she's seven, my sister said, Sarah, I wanna introduce you to this woman. She's a vocal coach and you are gonna love her. And um, as, as she would say, it, Everything happens for a reason. That's what I say. It's part of our our life lesson. And um, today I get to interview Leah on the podcast, and I couldn't be more excited. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It is. Well,
0: I knew I had to invite you after a few of your little snippets of stories during our lessons. And one Uh of... One of the reasons I was so enamored with these stories is because the way you share them really puts the, it puts the detail in it in a way that is unexpected. And I I felt like I was right there in your auntie's kitchen with you when you got to meet Louis Armstrong and his wife, Red, and you were just a little girl. And I felt like I was transported to that space and time. So um, let's just dive in because I want to hear a lot of your stories, as many as we can cram into a (laughs) 30-minute conversation. Great. But let's start with the question I always ask my guests, which is, can you share something about yourself that most people probably don't know about you?
1: Okay. So I gave it some thought, and this is the first thing. Let's start at the beginning. I think when I was born, I must have sung a note, because <laughs> really, because my mother said when the doctor handed her, handed me to her, Doctor Rosenthal, handed me to her, he said, she's a singer. So in my mind, I imagine I must have you know arriving, I must have gone with that you know that used to spank the baby, and I was ah. <laughs> it must have been immediate you know the music mm-hmm. and i i took that that story because i, I had uh, my astrology chart done once you know and the astrologist astrologist said to me you know you've always been a singer and I, I kind of feel that, which is why my life kind of set way into teaching. In, but actually, I started out as a jazz singer.
0: I'm not you surprised know? at all. Yeah.
1: You know, so I kind of like it moved to something else. and Because in life, you're not always in control. You do the creative thing. But you you, you cannot control the outcome. That's not what it's about. It's right, not right. about that. It's like catching air. When did you learn
0: that? Like, was there a moment when you, you might not have known it at the time, but when you look back, when did you know that, that you can't control the outcome? You just have to surrender yourself to that creative spirit that, that hits you.
1: That's a recent revelation. I oh. kid you not. Oh, no. You know, you. I think throughout my life, I, I moved. My decisions were based on intuition, some wisdom, some things that my father told me. You know, but, it, it, but it, you, you make the decision in the moment. You kind of everything that you know, then you make the decision. And desire is always there. Mm-hmm. I desire I have this picture of life my life and I desire it's good and there you are right. You know That's so it it begins that way. That's part of being young. Mm-hmm. He, the, the palette the, the color the palette is clear They're, all the colors are there, but it's without form. Mm-hmm. You know and as you live then you take orange and red and you know sometimes it's dark. And it ain't happening,
0: <laughs> you
1: know?
0: Oh, yes. I've been there multiple yes. times.
1: Yes. Sometimes it's like, doesn't, you know, but that's that's so you know the color. Other than that, you wouldn't even know you were in color.
0: Hmm. That's absolutely true.
1: Yeah. You have to have the opposites. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. You have to fail to know success. It's never going to be success, success, success. It can't be that. What does that mean? That's imaginary anyway, mm-hmm. you know? It is. And
0: one of the things that struck me as we worked together was the, the spirituality behind how you teach. And um, I know that I just recently had somebody after a workshop that I presented that I facilitated with young adults from um, Serve America, so AmeriCorps, Vista, I was working with these young adults, One of them came up to me afterward and he said, that was just so great. And I said, you know, I really appreciate hearing that. And I've heard it from a few of you. What specifically made it great? What was it that that made you feel like this was a really good session? And he said, your passion for the topic. You live this storytelling passion and how it affects our internal messages and how we're perceived and And it wasn't until I heard him say that back in early, late March, that I realized that's what I was experiencing when you taught me in our lessons. So tell me, when you think about the spirituality of what you have learned, do you remember a particular moment that felt like I have a handful of musical moments that I absolutely felt like I was part of a much greater picture M- something I just couldn't possibly describe or or understand or explain? Musically? Mm-hmm. Like a, maybe a, a performance or yeah, somebody I, you heard singing?
1: I would say probably the moment I met Bobby Few when I was in Paris. Bobby Few was an incredible uh jazz pianist and it took two years for me to meet him they kept telling me oh you should meet him you should meet him there you should meet him and it but you know the divine timing right you know and then you not ready i weren't ready i wasn't ready okay and then i met him and so what 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 is it it was this it is was through him that i understood the the concept of jazz in and in, of the infinite possibility of notes in the music, like like what it is, jazz musician. You know, they never play the music the same way twice. So he'd play the song, and each night it would be a little different. He'd say to me, "Sing on this, sing on this, sing on this." I, in order to do that, I had it had to I had to come from a, I would say, a soulful level that the the, the Non-ego, total creativity. That's when you're immersed in it and it's joy. If you're doing it from there, you can follow wherever it goes because you're all, you're in the same path. It, this is just it art is gives you that. Mm. You know, left brain, right brain brain is the right, the right side. Female <laughs> part of the creative, yeah that it changed everything for me I I think I understood who I was through the the music with him how old were you then do you remember yeah late I was 40
0: oh wow so that okay so you're 72 now yeah
1: three 73
0: oh wow okay yeah Uh,
1: the late start you know life you know you people think you know and you're born into the music. That that's all you you're gonna just do that from the out of the womb. You're gonna some people, <laughs> but a, a lot of us. It that's not what it is. That's not our calling. Right. Yes. So because
0: so. we have to experience so much before we can get oh, to that point. Exactly. Like I, I couldn't sing soulfully in the same way at 30 that I could at 40, and much less at 50. Exactly. 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 Wow. So do you remember a moment after performance with him when you just, you just knew this is where I was meant to be and it's, this is the reason it took me so long to get to this path.
1: Yeah, I did. I, you know, (laughs) you know, it's a little bittersweet. I mean, I kind of like, I'm like, I, you you have to you you have to imagine how many lives I had to live in order to get there. You know, I had to study voice. I could, you know, I came to Paris when I was twenty-two. I couldn't. I had to go back. I studied. I got married. I had a child. I moved in. Hill. I got. I mean, it was just incredible. It was incredible. In the 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 thing that kept me, and I want to tell you this: when every people ask say to me, how were you able to? be okay through all of that. I want to say to you, you know, I, I've been meditating for 52 years. Oh. I, you know, I, that's something that no one knows about me. I, I probably should have started with that one. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> 52 years of transcendental. Yes. But we're talking about relentless every day. Every day. Okay, so I, that pro- probably was the inner thing. It's what guided me to become the teacher and life took another course as opposed to one of fame and fortune and da-da-da-da-da. Also, 9-11 happened in Paris when I was there. Oh. I was in the cafe. Sitting in the cafe, yes. Sitting in the cafe with my friend Bibi. She's famous. She's from 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 Ghana. Okay, single, African singer, beautiful. And the 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 uh, owner of the cafe came out and said, Leah, pardon it? A problem in Paris? There's a problem. There a problem in America? A problem." And so we got up, got up, and we went inside and we watched it on TV the world ended that day i tell you this it, it changed my career I, I i didn't know if i wanted to tell you talk about that but it's relevant because everyone should know the 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 you the world has it's it's moving and you we move within the changes nothing is stagnant that happened and everything changed I mean, I stayed three years after that, you know, I went to Turkey and taught for a year at Bilga University. It was wonderful. I did a few things, but the atmosphere changed com- completely. The French were in tears. Mm. You know, the jazz was like it was different. Everything kind of died. Di- everyone was so hurt. I came home. That's what happened, and things changed. Then I became the teacher. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell me about a performance.
0: I, I want to hear a story about a performance, especially with Bobby, because it sounds like he had he he was pivotal in in how you speak your music.
1: Okay, so Bobby Few, uh, you know they they play progressive jazz. Okay so uh, for me I did jazz standards at but the playing of the music uh the musicians I met Archie Shepp these are guys that aren't Steve Lacey. these are the old timers you know all of the musicians move, uh would go to Paris to perform it it would you everyone went because it was non racist mm-hmm. You know, you. The, uh, I was welcomed in France. I didn't have a color. I was the American. That's it. Huh. Everywhere I went to sing, when I went to Athens, to Greece, to perform for the for the uh, with Bobby and I with the band, we went to Athens with the only jazz club called the Jazz Note. Was in Athens. The Americans, no color. You can, you know, you need to know what that feels like to walk on the planet and not have people look at you and say, "Oh, your, your complexion determines who you are." That is not true. Your story doesn't determine who you are. You, it's always changing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. Which is the thing that you tell everyone in these podcasts. Hey, guess what? And this is inspiring. We, you know, you, we, we need to share that and know that that life is really that. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's yes. how we share about it. It's what we learn from it. Yeah. it's how we teach from yes. the experience. Exactly, and,
1: and grow. Wow. You know, I want to tell you one more one more interesting thing about the music thing. You know, I sang. I grew up singing gospel music. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want. Okay, so in my long story short, I in my travels coming home and going back, I stopped to see my aunt Leora. My aunt Leora. <laughs> was the first person I heard sing. She sang opera. And I was a little kid, and she she was a singer in the family. And I'd be sitting there, and she'd be sitting there singing arias. The most incredible voice I had ever heard in my life. Opera. She was invited to go to France. She wouldn't go. You know, sometimes kids won't leave home. She was the baby in the family. She would (laughs) not imagine that. What she's saying, okay, Laura, well, let's fast forward 30, 40 years. Okay, here I am. And I'm on my way to, I stopped to see her. I'm on my way back to Paris. She says to me, come, let me play some music for you. She turns on this music. It was gospel music. She says to me, do you remember this? I said, oh, yes. She says, oh, this is so beautiful. I said, I I, I don't sing that. I'm, I'm not going to Paris to sing that. I'm going to Paris to sing jazz. Do you know the first gig I got in Paris was at the Chesterfield Cafe And guess what it was? Singing gospel on Sunday. With all of these Americans, (laughs) the most incredible. Yes. I taught in France singing gospel music. Yeah, all of that happened there. And I wanna tell you, the French, the music was so moving. You know, the African American music is just, it's an incredible, it's the power of it. The French people never understood what was being said. They felt the passion mm-hmm. and the love mm-hmm. behind who, what was being sung. The singer sang with all their heart, all their love. But the you could you didn't have to know the understand what exactly it was exactly being, but you could see the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that, yeah, that's the I, power of music.
0: I just got to chill, partly because I remember the first time I really felt. The passion behind a voice that wasn't my own. And I was in high school in Chamber Singers. And um, there was a senior who was singing O come, O come Emmanuel. And she she was a very passionate believer, a, a person of faith. And hearing her sing the beginning in her gorgeous soprano voice, walking through the auditorium to join us as chamber singers, the rest, the seven of us on the stage, and hearing her a cappella sing that solo of the first verse of o Come, Emmanuel, And I remember my eyes started to tear up and I'm Jewish and I didn't believe in what she was singing, but I believed in her, her love and her,
1: her passion
0: for this belief.
1: Exactly. And that's what music is about. That's what it does. That's what it does.
0: So the other time that I felt that, pull of spirituality that just pops into my, I feel it a lot now because I sing often and I get to do harmonies with people. And harmony often is the thing that, that pulls me into that spiritual realm when I'm singing. But another time was um, when Max's bar mitzvah was, at, it was in the summer, it was June 21st. And it was just a few months after my father had died. And I remember we were in the backyard for the reception that my husband and I catered. We had about 80 people in and out of our backyard with lots of food and Mai Tais and all kinds of fun stuff. And I remember Max was worried that we would forget that it was also his birthday. So I brought out this gigantic birthday cake for dessert. Happy birthday, Max, and candles. And all of our neighbors were around. and But at the time, it was a very small Jewish community. So there were maybe a dozen Jewish people among these 80 that were at the party. And when I brought out the cake and I said that, that Max was concerned we were, forget, we were going to forget that it was also his birthday, his 13th birthday, everybody laughed. And then we started to sing happy birthday to him. And Leah, it was like... If we had been indoors, the roof would have come off. The power of a happy birthday song of all the songs to hear sung, but they were singing it with such love and generosity of spirit to my child. And I will never forget that feeling. I kept thinking that if we could do more things like this, even a happy birthday song, that the world would change. We would change the vibration of hate and anger.
1: I agree. And you know, he he carried he has carried that his whole life. Believe me, he his whole it's all over him.
0: <laughs> it is. So when yeah. have you tell me a story of when that happened to you, when you were just overwhelmed. I I literally, it was everything in me not to start bawling my eyes out because it was a happy occasion. And I knew Max would be worried about me if I started crying in the moment. All I could think about was my father and how he should have been there and how he was there because of that spirituality that we embodied in the happy birthday song. So when was that moment for you? I know you've had many, but does one come
1: to mind? Does one come to mind? You know, I can't think of one particular thing. But, you know, that's interesting. If you ask me what this, there was so many incredible moments. The birth of the baby, right? You know, was it the most incredible? His face, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, you know, the the, the, the love, love, the first time you're in love, the mm-hmm. first time you sing a song. I was four, and they put the dress Lilies of Spring, I will never forget it. Can
0: you,
1: you sing know, part they, of it for us? Yes. Lilies of spring. Lilies of spring. Easter tidings spring. Oh, beautiful lilies of spring. It was Easter. Ah. Oh. My first solo. And I remember, and they put me in this huge dress and it church. I was at church. Of course, cuz you know, of course it was Easter. In African American church and my family, they were the founders of the church. So I sang at that they would say, "This kid is going to sing in the choir and that. but the, but that was the first song. And then I knew this is the, I I I do this. I can you imagine that I never forgot the song. I am not surprised by that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that. Why, why, why would you remember? Uh, to me, it's amazing that I remember, but it, I do. I, I like it was yesterday.
0: You know, there are some things that are just etched. Like I remember, oh, come Emmanuel. It's not my song. I didn't even sing the solo. But I remember that first verse because it was a moment. It, it, it's etched in my heart, in my brain.
1: Yeah. You know, Native Americans, I want to tell you another interesting story about singing you know native americans don't sing they chant okay so my dad his heritage are they're Seminole Indians okay so on saturdays i'm from long island we were, you know had a house on the island and in behind my house you could see the bay and woods and beautiful there so on saturdays every saturday he painted our faces we wore war paint and i remember he Two, two lines on my cheek and on each cheek my sister and i and we would be in the backyard and he would tell us that <clears throat> that it was the sky above and the mud below and he would chant and they they stamp you know they Mm-hmm. Stamp on, step on the earth. He'd go, hey, yeah, hey yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you, i May, and my mother would be freaking out. Bill, what are you, te- 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 what are you teaching those girls? And he'd say, go away. And, and it, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I so, but it had an incredible impact. It it was, it was through the chanting that I understood nature. My father introduced me to nature, the stomping on the ground. So in, in terms of my heart and our, my physical and my heart, that was how you connected yourself to the earth. So he showed me what that felt like. And in his culture, it is through the chanting. It is that. It was amazing. Every Saturday I was there. He, could, with my my sister and I, and he told us, and then he would show us that a bird would fly above, and he'd say to us, "I, w- I can show you how the bird sees, can said, how the uh, uh, eagle sees the planet." Was not an eagle? He would say that because he wanted to be have, be a storyteller. <laughs> you <know? laughs> to make it really big, right? <laughs> it's
0: it's like probably a pigeon, pigeon but it's oh, an I eagle in your mind. So <It's>,
1: I'm going to show you. I'll show you now how the eagle can, how an eagle sees, flies, and see, and we, and we would be sitting, and we could imagine that it seeing everything above. Oh, amazing! Yes, hmm. but it was introduced to the sound of for what is Native American music. That's the chanting and the contact with the planet. Mm-hmm. All of those tribes, all of the Indy tribes, they their their music begins with the earth. Mm. Yes. The Interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I, I've had the
0: opportunity to hear that. Um, in Helena, there's a, a, a solstice celebration on December 21st every year. And I've had the opportunity to sing at the solstice celebration. And for the last few years that I've participated, they've also had... Daniel Pocha, who is a a local, well-known Native American who, um, he leads a drum circle and they do the chanting. And as you were telling the story of your father and stomping on the ground, I could feel the energy, I could feel that rhythm through my feet, even though I wasn't the one doing it as you were telling the story, which of course is a powerful story when you can feel it yourself. But I was thinking about how the, the beauty of how those can combine. The, the way that you have the way that you present music in your teaching embodies that rhythm, that, that feeling of being connected to the earth, the pounding, the stomping, along with a little bit of that chanting and the way that you present it. And then we go into the notes. And I never had put that together before until you told me that story. Oh,
1: interesting. I never thought of it that way myself.
0: <laughs> well, it's just a clear indication we embody uh, all of our history, even when we exactly. don't know
1: we're doing it. Exactly. That's what it's about. It's like you get, you become imprinted with it, you know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm.
0: Ah. ah. So when you think of um, your your story as a as a long linear timeline okay. is there a point in it that that you can point to as being just a joyful moment? maybe in performance, because I have have only been doing this professionally for about 12 years. I've performed all my life. But professionally as a musician, it's been about 12 years. And I have a few moments in those 12 years of being really in that moment. One of them is we were outside on a stage in Craig, Montana, and it had gotten dark and we were starting our last set We weren't sure how many songs we were going to do because it seemed pretty quiet. We didn't want to outnumber the audience at that point. And we started the song White Rabbit, Grace Slick's White Rabbit. And I closed my eyes as I was listening to Bob do this kind of a Spanish guitar intro. And then they launch into the bass. And I remember I closed my eyes so I could really be in the moment. And I sang that first verse, one pill makes you larger. And as I opened my eyes, as I got to the second verse, I remember I have this vivid memory of people coming out of the shadow from around the stage because it's so dark and they're coming in toward the stage like moths to a flame. And I will never forget that moment. It felt like I was exactly where I needed to be, that there was this magic of being on stage, drawing people in and sharing that energy. I wasn't, I wasn't the star. I was just sharing that energy. Do you have a moment like that?
1: I would probably say when I did a blues gig with some uh, blues people from California, Deacon Jones. Okay. So Deacon Jones, uh, was, a. um, played B uh, B3 organ and these noted to have played with some very, very famous people, all of whom's mo- who could, 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 I'm, I'm not remembering at the moment, but let me say this about it. Uh, the place was called the Cata blues and it was a supper club in Paris. Okay. So it's opening night and uh, the place is full uh, of people and I'm, the musicians are from Germany, and he he was from the States. They, they were blues play, and I had never sang blues in my life. These guys taught me, no, they taught me the blues before. No, they had a couple of days to get the, the music together. No, I was a jazz singer. Okay, so I will never forget <laughs> with the, the, the count of... It was wait, and Deacon was on uh, on the B three organ. Bam, 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 and I hit it. I call me, and I was so blown, I blew myself out of the water. Oh. So, <laughs> it was because of them. They were so incredible. You know the band is everything. I, you know, you can, you know, yes, you can sing by yourself. You can stand and go, Doodle. oh, okay. and great. But them, they're like this, this, the, these tigers, these animals behind you. They start playing. You know, it's a force. And I, I was, they started, and I was in it. I'd never felt, felt, and I never, now, it was them. It was the, it. They were the conduit. They were the conduit. It's who you're with. Mm -hmm. You know, that it just took me over that. Even for me, I was like, and they were looking at me because I started singing like I had, like I was crazy, you know. Like like you've been doing it for your whole life. Singing the blues, you know, and making me stop. And I would stop. Wait, then I start directing the band. I would turn around and and i make them stop. I would go, stop, and they stop playing. And I go, mm-hmm. right. and I say, oh, but they had the time of their lives. I tell you, first oh. in my life, I had the guts to do that. <laughs> to do that. Oh, that was amazing. It was oh. so beautiful. Fun. We had so much fun. And of course, the French people, they loved it. They were, everyone was like, ah!
0: <laughs> What happened, what happened after that? What was I your relationship? there a lot. <laughs> did, did your relationship with Decatur change or with Deacon Jones? Did that change?
1: No, because, you know, these guys are these guys were, you know, they played with muddy waters. They were very famous on their own. I, you know, they will hold they held. It was an honor to be with them. hmm. Oh, absolutely not! You know, it Archie Shepard, like, really? No, come sing with me. Are, are you kidding? Oh, yes. You think I'm? You think I'm that good? Good, great. I think so, but okay. You know what I mean? You know? Are I you do. Your, are, believe me. Are you in your art that well that could you can? We know you. You. You holding you there. Mm-hmm.
0: But your relationship with you changed yes. after
1: that. Yes. Yes, it I can
0: hear it in your voice, I can see it in your demeanor. Yeah. That that was a a time where you realized I could do
1: anything. Anything. It was incredible. Yeah. 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 So you did a lot more blues after that. Oh golly, honey. I was, yeah, it was yeah. Yes. Well, it was (laughs) I did that in the jazz, you know, but I did it how I you know you I sang blues like a jazz singer, you know, because jazz singers—it's—it's it's, you hear all the rip you hear these different rips. It's not straight up. You hear you hear it like that, yeah. So I didn't change me; I just took me and put me in there. Well, I—I I immediately you know, thought of Nina Simone, and they loved it because you bring you're bringing. Your heart, you who you are, You have to do that. does you can't hang? No, I I immediately thought of Nina Simone. Yes, yes, and
0: and the other thing that I thought of, and it just it's this is a perfect place to pull this back full circle, Leah, is that you have this gospel beginning, and this rhythm and chanting of of the of the Seminole people, and then you did jazz, yeah. so the blues. Your version of the blues had to have been this unique combination of those pieces to your puzzle, those pieces of your heart. That's what you brought that night. Uh, yes. History. History without without the obligation and the baggage. It yeah. was
1: informed. Yeah. And spontaneous. Spontaneous. Life has to be sometimes it's the spontaneity that has the magic, that means you're in the present, you know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so much fun. I could go on for hours, I'm sure. But before I forget, let's make sure that people know um, if they want to get a hold of you or see more of your creative endeavors. I know that you've written a few books. What is that series? Can people find them?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. So, all right, so this, okay, this is beautiful. <laughs> Let me just preface this. The thing that I want to say to, it, to everyone, in, in your creative endeavors, you don't know what it will evolve to. There are things that you remember as a child that you will never do until you're older that have to do with something that's, that's, you, that's part of your, your, your authenticity, your expression. the the writing of the realms books comes now because I love fairy tales as a kid. I read everything that with the music, the, the, I was a reader as a kid. So I read fairy tales. That's my, was my escape. I read every book in the library. I remember my dad saying to me, I said, dad, there's nothing else to read. He said, well, pick something. I said, no, that was all I was interested in was fairy tales. Okay. Years later, one day, I'm um, sitting and I'm thinking, I'm going to give myself, my son, a present. And I didn't have a lot of money, any money. I didn't, you know, I was kind of broke. So I said, I think I'll write him a story. And I started writing that. That's how the realms began. But okay, so it evolved, yes, c- c- on a fluke. You know, so I, and, I my, and so I forgot that I knew how to write. My dad wanted me to be a journalist. He should to talk to me about it. You should write. Stories and it visits me now as an old lady, (laughs) and I love it. I see me sitting and telling incredible tales. The difference is, is that there's no violence in the realms, there is no murder, there's no sex, there's no nothing, none of that. It is infinite possibility in the realms. The humans have moved past all of that, and they are they their time is occupied in 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 knowing what we what was unknown okay so, so where can we find these books okay so uh i done the first book and i just finished book 2 but I, I have to go back in i i uh book 1 is was on amazon but we we pulled it because i it's a series and I had to finish, I finished book two, and then I had to go back through and I'm looking at look through book one again because somehow or another I become a better writer, book two, than I was in book one. Of course.
0: You of know, course and I want to
1: say this, I wanna say this because art at you you become great at something. The more you do it, it is not overnight. I don't want to fool anyone and say, oh, you know, I just, no, 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 no. I work so hard on this. You could, you know, but you know, yes, it's, if you're moving into a new expression, it's going to take you a minute to tap that. Mm-hmm. What is creative in you, you know? Absolutely. It takes a minute, so I, for me, I want other uh, just to be inspired by that for yourself. If you find that you have another ability, go there, take your time, nurture it, because you're supposed to be doing that too. Mm -hmm. Get that out. You know. So So (laughs) so (laughs) okay, so it's quantum physics. It's spiritual. It's spiritual sci- sci-fi spirituality. Okay, so it's it's its realms. Relative energy, light, mass space. Okay. Relative is that which is understandable by you. Energy is what our existence existence is in its manifestation. Light is the last thing you are and your means of travel. Mass is your first quality as stardust. Space is your location, your reality, and all you will know. Okay, so the realms are cracks in the cosmic, and the the character takes these journeys. And inside the realms, we t- the, it's a world. It's it's like I won't say Harry Potter or how because those were violent. He discovers things that you that were unknown, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. <laughs> <laughs> read the book. Yeah. I will definitely you to read the books, but I really believe. Okay, so it's pretty high. I mean, it's meant to make you. It's meant to. I'm, I. It's meant. They're meant to shock you, but not in. Not it in violence. Shock you in when you read something and you go. <gasps> Oh my God! He went through there. Oh, and he saw. Oh, you know, like <laughs> as, as, it sounds to me like it's
0: aspirational. This is what yes. we
1: can be. But we, we can be and also because you know when I looked at Netflix and all of the everything is masculine, everything is violent. Humans, even in when they're having fun, think it's fun to watch a movie where there's chaos and. And, and, you know, people are being slaughtered and, I mean, all of these things, if that can't be, that can't be it. Mm-hmm. That's one concept of having fun, but why, why, why have we, why has Rome traveled, you know, because of the, you know, when the, the gladiators, it's like a, a mindset. It. Mm-hmm. That's not all there is. Right. How do we move on from there? How do we move on to to the infinite possibility of ourselves? Which means that you can still be scared without thinking of that. Slaughter. Come on. You can. That all we have as humans. And in terms Mm -hmm. of our creativity. So I really am on that. Mm -hmm. I want to write something that's going to blow your mind and that you're going to say, oh, wow. And start to change how we entertain ourselves. Uh, how, wh- mm-hmm. Yes. It's time. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, this is from the planet. I, I'm of the planet. I'm just trying to translate what she's saying to me. How about introducing this? But I had to be old to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've described yourself as old twice, and there
0: is nothing old about this woman. Also, oh, also oh, old so. implies wise and and interesting and full of life.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Not an age in.
0: No, not in a
1: journeys around the sun journeys around the sun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Leah, this has been such a treat and I knew it would be. I've laughed. My eyes have teared up. I've experienced the whole plethora of emotion in the last 40 minutes of chatting with you. Great. Are you open to additional students in your voice dance lessons?
1: Absolutely, would love to have new students. All right, it is so my greatest joy. I'm supposed to be doing that.
0: Yes, doing you are.
1: The voice, <laughs> with the sing. come, come, do this. Mm. You know, be inside yourself. It's the, it's your, it's your touch with this authentic about you when you sing the note.
0: Mm-hmm. To express you know? yourself in that way. Yeah, expressing yourself. I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just so our listeners know you don't have to go run and get a pen or um quickly write a note in your phone. I will have um I will have Leah's website address on uh in the show notes associated with this podcast at elkinsconsulting.com. And I will also Make sure you know how to get a hold of her if you choose to take her up on this offer of voice dance lessons. And before we go, I just have to ask, voice dance, where did that come from? Because I I know what it feels like, but I'm curious where it came from.
1: I, okay, so for me, dance is God in the body. Voice dance is the other side of that. It is the the, 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 if, if, okay, if the divine could, the divine sings and it sings through the voice and it's, it's an expression of what is unseen. So it dances out of joy. When you sing, you go. ah, ah. ah you feel great voice dance mm. the dancing of the voice when you when, when you come to voice dance when you leave you feel great happy <gasps> i feel so good i do you know that's that's what I, you're supposed to the voice that's what it that's what it is in mm-hmm. at heart
0: so for our listeners i've yeah. been singing for most of my life I took um, official lessons when I was in high school and college. And I hadn't taken significant lessons in, in voice in 30 years. And then started with Leah a few months ago, extended my range, expanded my ability to sustain notes, and mostly gave me a different way of communicating my voice and my band. Has noticed a difference. And they've always been supportive and they they didn't uh, I, my first concern was, wait a minute, if you're noticing this big a difference, what was I like before? <laughs> but nothing like that. That self-consciousness always pops up. But it has been a journey for sure, and I will I'm taking a couple months off for the summer while my schedule is kind of crazy with travel. And then I'm going back to Leah very soon, probably August or September. So I encourage you, if you're curious about this, I encourage you to reach out to her. And at a minimum, you'll have the blessing of having met her. And if if you're really lucky, you'll get to spend time with her and learn more about where this voice dance comes in. And, and what I can say is that now I know a little bit more about your backstory. And when I think about your father stomping and chanting on the ground, I immediately think of voice dance. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yes. So thank you for oh, that moment, that visual. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Okay. okay. Love you.